Okay, so first of all, are you are you aware, for example, that every four years, um, so many federal lawmakers don't return to the to the chambers. About seventy percent of them don't return. They don't return. They don't return every four years. Every four years, and it, and it's happened consistently since two thousand and three. But wait, though, it, I feel like since I was a child, I've been hearing some names in that house. <laughs> that, that since I was a child, there, there are no, I want there to there are no way here as many as you think there are. Hmm. No, I feel like they've been there since forever. No, they haven't. Do you know that? Do you know that of the? I think there are about seventeen state governors who are rounding up their terms in twenty twenty three. Of those 17, about 10 are going to are, are contesting for Senate elections. Right now, there are about 14 or 15 former governors in the Senate. If all the 10 governors that are contesting now, if they win, that number will go up to 25. So you could have you could have up to 25 former governors in the Senate. Interesting. So what you, what you are saying is this platform gives me like a platform to actually see all these things. Yes. Hey guys, welcome to the Techpoint Africa podcast. My name is Emmanuel and today we're talking about a very, very important issue which concerns you, concerns me, concerns everybody, even your mother in the village, your grandmother, everybody. But more importantly, I think if you're a young person, should pay attention to the topic of this discussion, Nigeria's election. How can we make things better? How can we use technology? How can we use data to really, really get to the bottom of things and make sure we have a free, fair, and credible elections in Nigeria? Then, so far so good, I've realized that some of us have had voter apathy and we are not really, really interested in the process because we feel like, oh, they're going to do whatever they like. But interestingly, there are ways you can actually track and monitor what's going on in these elections. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, which, of course, is tech point. So we're going to be talking about the power and awesomeness of technology. And today with me, I'm um, having Joachim. He's a senior analyst at Steers, uh, one of Nigeria's foremost data and research firms. Those, those guys have been doing really, really awesome work. Uh, Joachim, thank you very much for having me. Thanks for having me, Manu. I'm saying having instead of you to be saying the yeah. having. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so thanks for joining us on the podcast today. And uh, yeah, there are so many, many things I think we should talk about. So I've tried to streamline a lot of things together. So, but let's go right into this technology and elections. Yeah, it seems to me like we are way, way behind. Of course, we're way behind on a lot of things in Nigeria. But in terms of elections, how far are we behind in terms of how we can use technology to improve what we're doing? Yeah, so we so we were far behind. Uh, I think where where yes we were okay uh, and and that's because a lot has happened uh, this year that is going to ensure that the twenty twenty three elections could end up being one of the cleanest elections in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. So I want everybody listening to understand this very carefully, very, very closely. So if you want. If you have worried before that your vote is not going to count, I think that this is the the one election where your vote is likely to count more than any other election. And, and let me just quickly explain uh, why very quickly. Um, the Electoral Act that was signed by the President in February has many provisions in it that, is that are going to strengthen the conduct of Nigeria's elections. One of the main ones, or, or let me just begin from the top. So there is this new thing they call Beavers. They call it the bimodal voter accreditation system. Hmm. So what does that do? The the beavers is a machine that records everybody that comes to vote. So it, it, it snaps your face, takes your fingerprint, and also scans your voter's card to ensure that you are of the polling unit that you said, I mean that I mean I mean that you are I mean that you've come out for. And then once you are accredited you are then uh, allowed to vote, uh, you know, basically immediately. Now, what does that do? The, because of the fact that the, the um, records are electronic, those electronic records are sent to INEC directly from the polling unit and are then used to ensure that 
For example, if you have 233 people who are accredited at a polling unit, if there is some magomago or some rigging taking place, and let me say 236 people, 236 votes were counted and recorded, then INEC is within its power now to cancel the results of that election because of the fact that the, the number of people who come out to be accredited should tally with the number of votes cast. So that is one thing. The second thing I want to talk about is what they call electronic transmission of results. So after the BVAS has done its work and it, it, you've been accredited and you've been voted and, 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 and you cast your vote and everything, when the when the vote tally is taken and you know the INEC official announces the results uh, at that particular polling unit, the results from that polling unit are scanned and sent direct again to INEC headquarters. What used to be the practice before is that they used to write it on manual result sheets. And then those result sheets make their way to the World Coalition Center. Now, it is between... Now, I don't know if you remember, in 2019 and 2015, they were saying, you know, snap a picture of the of the result sheet uh, and it was supposed to, you know, uh, forestall rigging and so on and so forth. No. INEC has now ensured that that process is institutionalized and there are now going to be records of voting at every polling unit and those workers are going to be sent direct to INEC. So uh, what then happens is the results are recorded, they are snapped and they are sent to INEC uh, by passing that particular uh, word collision process that leads to so much manipulation. So anybody can write a resource sheet and ensure that you know people sign off on it and so on. But if you if you wait, if, but if you waited behind, for example, to ensure that the vote, the, the what is recorded is what is sent to INEC. I think that that is um, a big, a big plus for ensuring that that not that that I mean that not only do your votes count, but your votes are counted. Hmm. So I, I think I remember in 2019 election, I was one of the ad hoc staff for mm -hmm. the elections. Mm -hmm. there, there was this um, card. Is it the card reader or something? Card reader. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, we used to upload the results when we were done with the elections. But one issue we faced was network in some areas. I was posted to a remote village in Ogun State. And when we were done with everything and we said, okay, we want to transmit the results. Of course, we had to we had to keep physical record. There was a manual sheet mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that we did that. But then I said, what is in my manual sheet must tally with what I have in my um, the card reader or the device. And what happened was a lot of people First of all, during the election process, there were a lot of issues with the device. Uh, Thumbprints, they not read, uh, face. So, so many, many issues with the technology and it's making me think, of, is Nigeria ready to embrace this to the fullest? Because there's some places like where I went to, I'm not sure there's electricity. I'm trying to remember, I can't remember the name of the village, but I'm not sure there was electricity. I'm not sure. Okay, I think network worked there because I could make calls, but LVC was not there and a lot of things and device was giving me issues. I couldn't upload in that polling unit. I had to carry it out, go to one of the rack centers and upload it. So uh, I think I'm asking this to actually point out that is Nigeria ready to even embrace tech, that kind of technology for the elections? It's a, it's, 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 a, it's a good question. I think that first of all, um, there has been a lot of expansion in the coverage area for for the telcos. Mm. They've expanded to many more areas since then. So that is a big help. Uh, and then on top of that as well, the, the I don't think it's the same machine you're going to be used that, that, that you use in 2019 that are going to use this time. I don't know if you've seen the Beavers machine before. It's 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 a it's a, it's a has it's a it's a green border like a tablet, uh, and then it can it can snap your face and uh, it can snap your face and it can do the the fingerprint and all of that and i, and I think that so 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 i mean so between the change of those machines to make them more efficient and 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 then again the the expansion of network coverage to many more places in nigeria i think that uh, there will be less of that now there'll be less of that now uh and and in places where they are where, where there's still no coverage 
uh, then I think that the, uh, the I mean the INEC is is prepared to make uh, the, ne the necessary adjustments to ensure that the results sent are not are not are not tampered in any way. Okay, so uh, talking about 2019 too, uh, STIRS yeah. launched an election monitoring platform. I'd like to can you tell me more about it? What inspired the idea and what impact it had at that time? Yeah, so I. Uh, so uh, stairs in 2019 they they did nigeria's first uh, real-time uh, uh, election election monitoring database so i mean so it was like a first for the country uh what and that effort brought two things together first stairs is a company that has deep expertise in data uh the gathering of data the analysis and processing and the visualization of data as well and then married that just with the with basically just a civic responsibility angle of it of trying to help uh nigerians make more informed choices at the ballot box and i think that those two tendencies together came together to to uh, to 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 produce what we saw in 2019 what we were able to give uh you know give nigerians okay so uh, following the launch of the platform but before we talk about the impact, uh, what what could the average Nigerian actually do with it at that time? So what so in twenty nineteen, what happened was people were able to see results as they came in, as they were announced by NEC. Again, uh, like I said, you know, when they just read out the results, uh, you can't see, you cannot really see where they are on the map. You know, the, you cannot really visualize where precisely and which result has come in, and which hasn't come in, uh, and just and just the real time. The real time view of it is is the is the is the is the, is the uh, novelty that what I mean that we had there. Yeah. Okay. So is 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 it is the twenty nineteen platform still live? Yes, it is. It's still live. Yes, it is. Oh, guys, is it is it really to add it's it? Still, it's still it's still live, <laughs> and then uh, um, we we'll make sure that uh, that is also accessible to people that want to see what it was then uh, the other thing i just want to point out is that 2019 was also more of desktop based more, i had a more desktop feel to it it was made more for desktop but this time around it's mobile first hmm. it's mobile first okay and this time uh you can also follow specific races with what is what set are you from i do see it do state yes so and what a local government is unnoticed so that sounds to me isn't isn't that a do central i think that is a constituency is this the constituency that sounds about? like a do central senatorial district so senatorial district okay i so think so i don't follow it so <laughs> uh, yeah yeah okay so okay so for example you have you are you are you are you are from a do state mm -hmm and you want to follow the governorship race you want to follow perhaps the senatorial and house of reps races in your state you can follow all those races specifically uh in the version that we are going to launch on monday it is at stairs.co slash elections stairs s-t-e-a-r-s dot co slash elections oh cool and and the and the other thing that i want to also i mean that i mean that i need to also stress is that for the first time we have we have put together a basically a map of all the constituencies constituencies so yes. house of reps all of them house of reps and state of assembly uh constituencies will, I mean, will also be uh, will also be shown on the map this is the first time it's been done so for example uh edo central district what does it look like what are the local governments uh, on diet for example Edo north borno south and so on so if you want to follow all those races you can see them and you can actually see them play out on the map uh, and you know we have we we've, it's, it's taking a lot of effort to ensure that this day i mean that it's done properly and um, like i was telling you before we started recording this is something that we haven't seen anywhere hasn't been done before and so this is just basically us creating multiple data sets to ensure that we give people uh you know the tools they need to you know to 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 follow hmm. interesting so 
you say stairs at co stairs.co slash elections stairs.co slash elections so if i go to the platform i can enter my state and yes uh, you don't even need to enter it you can even just select the state and then you can follow and, and, and you can follow basically any race you want so one of the things that we do is uh, we are going to also ensure that we that you get insights specific to the race that you want to follow uh, we will also analyze as uh, uh, you know there'll be data visualizations there uh, again specific to the state that you want to follow uh, if you want to follow the presidential election if you want to follow specific candidates you know uh Tinubu or Atiku or Peter or, B or Kwan Kwas or whoever you know you can do all of those things there we are also going to have uh, bios of the various candidates all the way down to the state of assembly candidates as well so again the idea is if you have an interest in any particular race anywhere in the country you are going to have more information than ever to guide your choice at the ballot box that is that is that is what the, the aim of stairs of, of stairs coverage this uh this, this this cycle will be you will not be able to get this level of granularity anywhere else hmm. so what what can i actually get on the website before the elections so before the elections um like i said all the races all the races you have all the candidates are going to be running yeah the, the bio and all that yeah. their bios then there will be that then on the other hand uh we'll be, we'll be, we'll be putting out a lot of um analysis about the issues to follow in the election the trends to follow in the election uh, and why these trends will matter should matter to you uh, and then on top of that we'll also be putting out various uh visualizations again just to enhance the the knowledge base of of the of of of, of voters before before the Kaza ballot on February 25 and March 11. Mm, okay. So when you mention visualizations to enhance the knowledge of voters, are there any specific visualizations we can expect to see? So what, so what are those trends, for instance, you want to see if you go on the platform? Like, what are those kind of trends that, that might be interesting to someone like me? Okay. So first of all, are you, are you aware, for example, that every four years, many federal lawmakers don't return to the to the chambers about 70 percent of them they don't return they don't return they don't return every four years every four years and, it, and it's happened consistently since 2003. well wait though i feel like since i was a child i've been hearing some names in that house <laughs> that since i was a child there are no there are nowhere no near as many as you think they are hmm. no I feel like they've been there since forever. No, they haven't. Hmm. So yeah. those some stuff like that. Stuff yeah. like that. Yes. So those kind of trends. The okay, okay. But what's the name of that um, deputy House of Senate uh, governor? Which one? Yeah, Ike I, I feel like I've been hearing that name since. Since I don't know. There, there are, so, Madu, I believe this is his fourth term only. This is his fourth. How many terms have term. we had? So we've had we've had six. This six. is this this is this, this twenty twenty three will be the seventh, will be the seventh cycle. Oh. So if you see nineteen ninety nine, two thousand and three, two thousand and seven, twenty eleven, twenty fifteen, twenty nineteen. So we've had six. Twenty twenty three will be the seventh cycle. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. So so even he has not been there from nineteen ninety nine. He started from he started from two thousand and seven or so. Ah, cool. So, no, usually in elections, we're usually just concerned about presidency. Yes, precisely. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, are there other things? Because I feel like presidency, we we put so much weight on the presidency. That there are there are there are many other things, and 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 I think that so while we're on the topic, mm. um, it's important for me to say here that uh, the governors and who the governors are are very very important. Uh, all the in, state's governors in, yes all of them do you know why she, you know that many of them end up going to senate to retire right <laughs> do you know that do you know that of the i think there are about 17 state governors who are rounding up their terms in 2023 of those 17 about 10 are going to are, are contesting for senate elections 
right now, there are about 14 or 15 former governors in the Senate. If all the 10 governors that are contesting now, if they win, that number will go up to 25. So you could have... You could have up to 25 former governors in the Senate. Interesting. So what you, what you are saying is this platform gives me like a platform to actually see all these things yes. in one place. And then you then have to, then you then as an, as, as an individual voter now gets to decide whether you want a Senate full of former governors. Yeah. Uh, or, or for example, if you live in a state where you are voting and the governor wants to go to the Senate, you, you can then ask yourself, has this, governor done has, this gov- has this governor performed? If the governor has not performed in the state, said governor is unlikely to perform as a senator. And so you, as the voter, have that choice to make. Hmm. You know, <laughs> you know, politicians can be funny sometimes. I mean, one of them said, if a child fails, you give the child yes, a chance the famous, to the famous, uh, <laughs> Justification for I don't um, want to mention his name. <laughs> yes, yes, that's that's very famous. It's 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 one of the most famous political statements ever. Actually, well, I think that uh, the people of Edo State, <laughs> people of Edo State, have very strong views uh, on that, oh on, that on, on that on that particular governor. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's 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 a very very interesting one. So using technology now, we can now start seeing all these trends that we we'll, that we we'll have probably missed. Yes, and, precisely. Uh, get to understand them better when when we now see everything because sometimes we can just be seeing information scattered in different places. Yes, precisely. So the mission of state's elections is to is to organize all of Nigeria's election data. That's the mission of state's elections. It's a big mission, but it's a mission that I mean that we think uh, is going to enrich um, Nigeria's civic space to a very very large degree. Hmm. Okay, so that's that's a very very big mission because yes, it is leading me to a, a very very important topic I want to talk about, which is the issues with gathering data and yes. finding data in Nigeria. So you say you want to organize all of Nigeria's election data, meaning both historical data yes. and yes. present data, yes. and Yes, you uh, you wrote an article in 2018 or thereabouts about why we don't know how many we are in Nigeria. We, if we keep claiming 200 million people, we keep hearing population figures and all of that. So, and I, I'm I'm guessing if you want to harmonize this election data, population figures have to play a very very important role. And if finding this data is hard, and when you even find them, some of the things you see do not add up. So how how do you intend to tackle this? Yes, it's it's a it's a it's a big mission, and I think that, um, like you said, we haven't had a census in Nigeria since 2006. What we've had since then, we just had various uh, bodies, various groups, maybe World Bank, MBS, all of these people, uh, basically doing certain types of surveys that give an indication about how many. Nigerians, there are or there could be. But that's not a census. Because a census, you are basically going house to house and you're counting people. So it's not the same as a census. Um, and because of that, now you have all of those issues where you're basically you're guessing about how many men are, how many men there are, how many women there are, how many children, uh, how many of them have certain things in their homes. Uh, the tribe, the ethnicity, all of those things. And because those things are going to help the governments to plan. Um, and this is a perennial challenge that has, op- that, I mean, that has always been happening. Like, I mean, like we spoke before we started recording, we don't quite know how many, uh, how much petrol Nigerians consume in a day. We don't quite know how much crude oil Nigeria produces precisely in a day. Uh, and uh, and so all of these things are basically um, a reflection of how our society struggles with gathering, organizing, and processing data, uh, and even and even just and even just the will to even collect it and say, okay, we want to do a census. We had a census since 2006, and so I want to do a census to know how many we are and so on and so forth. 
uh, with regard to the actual um, electron data itself, uh, I think that we can use the the NIC registration process mm. as a as a as a reasonable proxy. So I I I know you likely caught the news. Ninety-three point five million people already start to vote now, um, uh, and and and, and, and I think that that NIC data is sufficient for this particular purpose. But more broadly, you know, you can see the various issues that Nigeria has with with data going back going back several decades. In fact, the earlier census, the earlier census um, exercises as a as an independent country in 1962, 1963, they were all fraught with one controversy or the other, you know, accusations of people inflating figures and so on. Um, and so we need to really get past these uh, these 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 issues in order for us to move forward because. If you don't have that data, you can't plan, you don't know what's going on, and you don't know when your site is beginning to change in a particular direction. And if you don't know that, then you can't solve, then you can't solve the problems that come from, from that. Hmm. Okay, so uh, gathering and processing election data from the INEC registration process. So we saw from the INEC process that there were a lot of invalid registrations yeah. and all that. So the process itself is actually fraught with a lot of bottlenecks. Is there a way the private sector can come in to actually help with this whole registration uh, process or should it just be just INEC alone and take whatever they give us? So there have been calls uh, prior to now for there to be an independent um, review of, of the voter registration file. So does the big file with everybody on it. I mean, there have been such calls. Uh, however, you know, I, I, I think, I think it's, I think it's possible at times to be too, uh, what's the word now, to be a bit too suspicious uh, of the, of the um, electoral body. They have tried very hard uh, to be above board. Uh, you spoke about the council registrations just now, and um, one of the issues that they had flagged prior is that people who have existing PVCs and maybe haven't collected them for one reason or the other, you know, now went and already sat again. So perhaps that is part of the problem there. Uh, and although unfortunately it didn't break down how many of those were double registrations and so on, you know, so we won't really know. But that was something that was flagged very early on by INEC. And they had said, you know, if you've already sat before, then you should indicate that so that uh, they can cancel that one and then do you a fresh edition and you can pick up that one and then you can use that one to to also vote and so on. So I think that uh, while those calls have been there, you know, for just for an independent review, I think that it's also possible for us to be able to point a little bit too much. Um, what I think the main problem right now, if you ask me, is for the people who already have PVCs to ensure they collect those PVCs and for the PVCs to, to reach the people who have already registered. That is the real problem right now. Uh, in, 20, in 2019, there were about 11 million uncollected PVCs out of 84 million registered voters. That's a lot, right? Uh, and unfortunately, if we don't have a good system around ensuring that people who have already registered get those PVCs, we are going to have the same problem again. Can you imagine having a scenario where, so let's say of the 12 million people that are that are newly registered, only about 9 million people collect their PVCs, or 8 million or something, or like a low number like that. You then have up to 15 million uncollected PVCs. It's not something that is, it's not something that is, um, I, mean, I mean, that we should allow to happen. These, the system that INEC needs to put in place should ensure that those PVCs get to the people who who have who are who are who are who are who are duly registered. I think that I think that should be our focus right now. Okay, so, so talking about PVCs and uncollected PVCs, uh, uh, pardon me to tread uh, address this issue a little bit, but don't you think it's a little bit convoluted and stressful for people for ask people to register for PVCs, and in the way it is structured? very very difficult for people to actually collect it this is this is why i'm saying this one of our one of my colleagues here at tech point registered for a pvc in ondo state 
and she has moved to Lagos. She can't collect it because she has to go to Ondo State to collect it. She, she even has to go to Ondo State to vote because she can't really vote. So we are all talking about using technology to streamline the election process, but it feels like the whole process is just... I was talking to a bike man the other day in my estate. He's saying he has to go to Kano. Kano costs 17,000 naira right now to get to Kano. And he has to go to Kano to vote. With, because that is where his PVC was registered. Then for people who did not even vote, in the, uh, who did not even register for PVC in the first place, you've already asked them to queue for PVN. You've already asked them to queue for NIN. Why do we need separate data? So I guess this is two questions I'm asking right now, right? So there's the fact that the whole PVC process seems like if anything changes in your life from the period you registered for PVC to the period you want to vote, you're basically missing out. My parents might soon leave Lagos and they registered in Lagos. So if they leave Lagos, they have to come back. And I know a few of all these instances where the whole PVC process is just weird. Then number two, PVC, NIN, BVN, maybe probably something else in the future. Yes, it's a, it's a good question. And I think that going forward, the next step for INIC really should be to, to untether people from this PVC shackle, right? Um, like you rightly said, a lot of people move for various reasons. Can be for work, for marriage, for family, or whatever. Many people are not going to be able to go through the process of of going to register again or going to do transfer registration and so on. I did mine, so I did mine. I, I had moved from where I was uh, before, and now where I am now, I've had to move my registration. But I think that the the process can be much simpler. I think that actually, the the process should be as easy as perhaps sending a text message to a particular short code, providing some authentication, and then having that registration moved, uh, really with a minimum of force. I think that should be the next step for INEC with regard to the voting process uh, itself. Or, like you've already said, since people have BVNs already, they have their NIN, by marrying the two databases, just ensuring that people can vote from anywhere they want to vote from, and then just ensuring that once they vote that day, they are not then able to vote anywhere else. Yeah, it's just one so, so that so 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 that I think I think that should be the next step for Enik. The the technology that we that we have now in the world is really by is, is advanced enough by now you know, that we don't need to worry about people always going to sit down every every time you know during the CVR process to transfer registration and all of those things. People have busy lives. They don't, like they shouldn't be too involved in, in the nitty gritty of these things. The CVR really should be for first time voters. For people who have voted before or who are in the system already, changing their location of, of their polling uh, uh, really should be a fairly easy process. Hmm. Okay, so which, I think this is why I even mentioned that uh, should private companies be more involved? Yes, I think that where private companies can be more involved is in ensuring that people get their PVCs. The, so by now, the, the Nigerian logistics space is something that has, that has come on a little bit. We have people that are, who are very experienced in those things. And, and I think that by now, you know, the people who have been able to do these things for so long should have the expertise in place to ensure that those who are very sad can get their PVCs either by by mailing it to them or by ensuring that they live in the same state as the, as the PVCs, then the PVCs get to them individually. I mean, people do deliveries a lot now, deliveries, e-commerce, and so on. I think that that is where the where the private sector could 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 come in should should could, could definitely be uh, in the in the air in the area of getting people their PVCs in their hand. And reducing the number of uncollected PVCs. Reducing the number of uncollected PVCs. So I'm, I'm guessing this is uh, uh, part of the data you also be gathering for the election platform to let us know that okay, you know what, 11 million people have still not collected their PVCs. At least yes. So if you haven't collected yours, 
go and collect it yes. and all of that. So, but I think we've already talked about uh, data problem as a societal problem. And you're reminding me of some conversations I had a few weeks ago. And it's, it's looking like something that's unique to us as Africans. Our tendency not to document things. We really, so that, which is why I'm always happy to see writers. I'm always happy to see data analysts, people that are actually documenting history as it goes. But it seems generally we don't even like to keep things on record. And if it is on record, we don't like to make it accessible. So there was a Freedom of Information Act that uh, the Nigerian government signed in 2012 or 2013. I'm not sure of the exact year. And it's supposed to be able to get to help citizens access really, really important information, really important data about their communities, about their society. And I'm sure in building this platform, you must have experienced a lot of challenges so far. So how how you going about navigating this whole challenge that's very, very endemic to Nigeria or probably even Africa as regards um, gathering data and gathering information to now produce it into something digestible for a wide audience? So, you know, so there are various ways you can go about it. Um, there are, again, the web, luckily, is the kind of place now where you have things that are they are out there doing be scattered and they, but again for other physical for, for I mean for, for more for I mean for, for, I mean for other physical copies for, for I mean for physical information as in books or something like that we are increasingly building out our ability to reach these various agencies uh, in order to get the necessary data from them so it's just a, it's just a, it's just a combination of of approaches really um, like you said, it's something that it's 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 a challenge, and it's not going to, it's not it's not really going to change anytime soon. But because of the fact that we we have done this for some time now, and we are constantly adding the capacity to do more, um, we you know we are always able to to try to get this data as as I mean as much as we can. I mean, so for example, even the even the um, the the shape files. For the various constituencies you know, that we that we spoke about a few minutes ago, those 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 were not those were not um uh, what's the word? And those those are not available. Yeah, we, we had to create we had to create that uh, essentially. So I, I, you follow saying an election coverage now, don't you? Yeah. Well, so when you go to that, their magic wall and they tap it and they press it and they zoom in and zoom out and so on. So all of those things with time will not be possible very soon because of the work that we've already done um in that in that area but it but it's always a challenge but i mean that's why i mean that's why challenges exist they just exist for you to for you to surround them hmm. yeah so i'm actually curious how how do you get the geospatial data for these uh central districts i mean even getting for states alone in Nigeria, i did like this before i found the yeah, yes. our our day, our data team, our data team, and our our data and our tech team are a very, a very experienced, very resourceful bunch. Uh, I can't I can't even talk you through the specific steps because they have to rely on various. What's the word now? Various techniques, some of which are well known, some of which are less well known. But eventually they got it done, mm. um, and 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 I think that in the end that is really what matters. Yeah. So you didn't have to go to those places to. No 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 no. no. To measure because no, I know no, no. I know there was a project in Morocco where they actually went there to try and map Morocco. No, <laughs> no, no, no no no. Nobody has the time or resources for that. Ah cool cool cool. <laughs> you guys should come and give uh, give me some anointing. <laughs> Well, it's, it, it takes a bit more than it takes a bit more than I to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I'm just I'm just pulling your legs. Okay, that's that's quite interesting. So, where where do you see this going? You you talked about the whole CNN election coverage and how they just yeah, everything yeah, is just so. Where, where do you see us going in the future, especially as regards number one, data in elections, and number two, data in general? Because I feel like 
a lot of other external factors actually affects our electoral our electoral process. So, what other things do you see for the future regarding elections and regarding data in Africa? Going forward, the the drive is always for to give people more context about what is going on around them, more context about the races, more context about the candidates basically just more context about the various things that are likely to influence their choice one way or the other right um and i think that in the end so while nigerian newspapers are good at, at certain things so they're good at basically reporting things blow by blow so like your blow by blow accounts person a went here person b went there you know things like that mm, so blue. so all those all that is good and they are good at that but a lot of what we lack is a lot of what we lack is just that context and weaving that context just into the into the broader fabric of of the choice and the choices that are be, that, I, mean, that, I mean I mean that are before that are before Nigeria. So just for one example, um, the Kebbi Central Senatorial Race is is going to be between well twelve well twelve of the contestants, the current governor, Atuku Bagudu and um adamo aliero so uh, so bagudu is apc and um adamo aliero is pdp actually he decamps to pdp when uh when uh, bagudu said he wanted to get the ticket for kb central you know it's difficult to compete with the governor uh as far resources interestingly they had both met each other in the same senatorial race in 2011 in that in that race, Bagudu beat Aliero, and then he then he was then senator for that district from 2011 to 2015, before becoming Kebi governor himself. Mm. But before that, before that, it was Bagudu who took over from who took who took over Aliero's seat when they made Aliero FCT minister. Bagudu won the by-election for that race. So both men have been coming, and Alero is himself a, a former governor of Kebbi State. Hmm. So all of those various connections are the context that we that we lack, but they are out there, but they are not integrated into a platform that is going to help people to say, oh, that's how come, and that's why. There's the history between these two men and so on. So, so you hear things, you see things, and they will not make any sense to you. Look, I could pre- I could present you five different bits of information and ask you how they are related. But if you don't have any context about the various bits of information, you're not going to be able to connect those dots together. And what TS does is that we are going to help you connect the dots as much as possible. Okay. Okay, so... You just mentioned about you just talked about my next uh, question helping people connect the dots so i guess that's why the average person should care about data and elections so yeah helping us see what we will otherwise not see if we're just following the election regular coverage regular coverage so the regular coverage is you know, it's just about that very day, that very thing that's happening, that very moment. Mm. Uh, but to make an informed choice at the ballot box, you need a lot more than that. You need to understand where the various candidates stand on various issues. You need to understand what is influencing their position on various issues. And until you understand that, and until you understand what is likely to be best for you, right? about for your own life so for example if you don't like the way things are going now for example and a candidate is saying that he wants to continue the legacy of so and so person you say well i don't like the way things are going now and so to hear you say you're going to continue someone's legacy you know maybe that i mean that doesn't work for me but if you are if you like the way things are going now and a candidate says oh i'm going to continue from say oh, okay no problem I don't mind i can sign up for that so all of those things are very important mm. if you are satisfied with the direction or if you're not satisfied with the direction of, of things then you need to have this context in order to understand which candidate is going to 
satisfy that particular condition. Mm. So if a, so, I mean, so if a candidate is telling you that everything is going to be get better, uh, or is going to continue from where the other person left off, you then have to understand. Then you don't have to ask yourself if you fared well over the last four years. If you have or haven't, then that is going to influence your choice. And you need to understand. You need to have that information in order to do that. So, so when, when we're talking about the future, I was even thinking you're going to say we'll come to a stage or scenario where we can start monitoring all the elections in real time, even before uh, the INEC officials have been uploaded. Yes. So, 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 so I think that I think that all that's that kind of um, scenario uh, in a place like. In a, in, a, in a place like the US, they use exit polls a lot. So exit polls, basically, when you come out of the booth, they ask you, you know, who did you vote for, you know, that kind of thing. And they have also, they have various bellwether districts, various bellwether parts of a state or parts of a country. So when somebody's winning a place, they'll say the person is likely to win the, this particular state because he's winning by so-and-so and so margin here. And how do they, and how are they able to come to that? Because they have a lot of data. And as they amass that data, they are able to see the various trends and they know that if this person, so for example, if, if in a particular place, the Republicans who won a particular place by, let me say 15 points in the previous election, right? And that day of the next election, if I that ah, they are actually leading by only five points. It probably means that that area is under threat from the Democratic Party. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the only they only do that, or they can only do that because they have that particular database and they have all of those trends. And they use those trends, they put those trends into algorithms that show them that okay, if if they maintain this lead here, if they maintain this lead there, they're likely to also uh they like it to also continue however if the things begin to change they'll say oh this could this could be a potential problem for party a or party b and i think that eventually that is where we aim to get to we aim to get to a place where by we are not only uh able to give you context about the various candidates we are also likely to be predictive in nature about the direction of the of a particular election all right, thank you very much, uh, Joachim. I think this is, I think this has been really, really insightful. And uh, yeah, I guess a key takeaway is uh, we keep saying data is a new oil. So I'm guessing whatever data we are gathering now should be used to lubricate Nigeria's election. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So make it make it more make it more accessible. Make it more make it more accessible. More 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 seamless. Make it understood by more people. And basically, just increase engagement in the entire process. I think that um, there is a lot of the, the, some of the apathy could be just about the fact that people don't really know what's going on. They hear a lot of things, they say a lot of things, but they don't know what's going on. So I think that hopefully, the more knowledge that we're able to to push out, you know, we are able to 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 help reduce the apathy uh, that we have that I mean that we have seen so far. All right. Thank you very much for uh, having us. Yeah. Why do I keep saying having? (laughs) Good. We are the one having you. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you for coming to the the Definitely Podcast. Yeah. So, um, guys, this this has been really really insightful, and uh, of course we're going to be dropping the link to Steers platform Steers dot co co slash elections. So S T E a r s dot co slash elections good so just check it out me he has already given me expo i'm going to go and check about what's going on my yes please follow your senators and house of representatives very very important don't just do not blame everything on the president find out what's going on in the house of reps find out what's going on with the house of senate status of assembly and even down to your local wait is there local government uh, so no, there are no local government elections. Uh, what happens is that every state has its own local mm, government elections, uh, and eventually we are also going to track those factors to ensure that people are also uh, aware of when they are happening, and just uh, and just let people get involved. Again, just to just to reiterate, local governments have their own separate um, duties, 
some of which have to do with the roads closest to your house. So, for example, the road that is the, the last 500 or 1 kilometer to your house is likely to be a local government road. And if that road is not fixed, that's likely to be an issue for a local government chairman to come and fix. Not the so president. Not, not the president. So getting involved in all of these various issues um, you know, is something that we all need to do. Oh, yeah. So on that note, I'm going to leave you with the link to the description on stairs. Go and check out that platform. I'm saying it. Any issue? Oh, yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Gracious. Yeah, there are really awesome people behind the camera here, Gracious and Onome. So, yes. And uh, I, I'll be doing you a very, very great in, injustice if I don't remind you about the FinTech Summit 2022. We're going to be talking a little bit about the policies that are going to be affecting the fintech space in the coming years. So if you have a financial technology business, if you like the financial technology, or if you are really, really curious about the space, or even just want to start a career or you want to build wealth with fintech companies, these are the platforms you should be attending. You should be attending the Tech Point Fintech Summit, which will be holding at four points by Sheraton on November 26, 2022. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Head over to fintech.techpoint.africa. And I guess I didn't bring in Abisola. But yeah, uh, Abisola, please forgive me. But we need, we need to round up uh, at this point. But please let me know what you think about everything we've discussed today, all the issues with the elections. If you have any questions, I'll do well to answer them. If I can't answer them, I'll refer them to Joaquin and you will have to come and help us answer them. And uh, yeah, questions about the stairs uh, data platform, the election monitoring platform, I'm sure Joaquin will be willing to answer some of these things and how it can help you track and make better decisions for your election data is the new oil and this is a very very important lubricant for the elections if you're watching us on instagram youtube TikTok, yes i love you guys please share like subscribe and make sure you watch this video to the oh wait i should have said that at the beginning but yeah share this uh, video to all your friends and well-wishers and tell them to watch it to the end yes and of course if you are listening to us on any of our audio platforms we're still very very much with you and uh, we sincerely apologize for some of the languages we've been using that's kind of it's not inclusive of the audio guys but yeah we still love you we still appreciate you being with us spotify stitcher google podcast apple podcast I had radio podcast addict anywhere else you get your podcast uh, and just stay safe thank you joachim for having wait what's going on today <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 thank you for being on the podcast today and um, thank you for having me. yeah I'm, I'm sure we can do this again after maybe closer to the elections or during the elections sure. uh maybe no, maybe not just you. Maybe with one or two other persons, uh, politicians, and all the others. Just, just explore. Perhaps we'll see. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, guys. See you later, and have a lovely day. Bye, bye.